0: Very good morning, everyone. It is Friday, January 27. The big sports breakfast on Sky Sports Radio. Hope you had a fantastic Australia day yesterday. And uh, well, plenty of sport on. And we've got a big weekend. We've got the uh, Big Bash finals and uh, the eliminator tonight in Vac City Thunder up against Brisbane Heaton. Clark, he's going to preview it all with us uh, later this morning. And, uh, well, we've had the All-Stars teams announced as well. It's coming up February 11 in Rotorua this year, uh, the match between the Indigenous and Maori All-Stars. And uh, morning to your lozers. You miss it at all? Um, no, not really,
1: Mitter.
2: Um, had your time? I had my it. time,
1: yeah. I was there for a long period of time. Uh, and it's great to see Ronnie Griffiths gets a chance to coach the All-Stars team. Uh, Ronnie's a young Aboriginal man that, has been in the system now for a couple of years, Uh, been my assistant with the All-Stars for three or four. He's coaching the... Well, he coached, actually, the uh, Newcastle Nightstraw Premiership victory in the NRLW last year. So uh, looking forward to seeing him get his opportunity. But there's two strong sides. When you look at it, what stands out is the back line again for the Indigenous All-Stars. We've always sort of been a little bit short in the forward, so they've had to recall... Uh, a guy like Ryan James, who's not playing in the NRL uh, this year, but running around, I think, with tweed heads in the QRL uh, because they are short on big bodies. Uh, but there's some exciting talent there, headlined by Latrell Mitchell. And then when you look at the Kiwi team, the Maori All-Star team, um, geesh, what about some of their forwards? James Fisher-Harris, Nelson Asofa, Solomon. Uh, Jared Wirraha-Groofs. They've got some Joe Tarpany. <laughs> you know that that's where their strength is, and it was there last year. But we're only what a couple of well, twenty-four hours away from the unofficial start to the trial season
0: because mainly, and the Dragons are having a run this weekend at Brookvale Oval. <laughs> Oh, the Dragons have suffered another setback in the preseason as well. We'll get to that a little bit later. But, uh, Pup, how's your day off, mate? Morning to you.
2: Morning, boys. Morning to our listeners. Yeah, happy Australia Day for everyone yesterday. Um, not pretty relaxing. Temperature, geez, it was warm. I think this weekend, as you mentioned, the weather's pretty warm as well. So, yeah, very Australian <laughs> yesterday. Sun shining. Uh, spent some time uh, at the beach in the morning and then just sat around my pool and um, with some family, actually. So a very chilled day. Didn't do much, but um, yeah, nice to, nice to have a day off. Not that we've been back for long. No, nah. it's good to have one, though, wasn't <laughs> it? A little four-day week to start. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Just easy. Uh,
0: yeah. Now, I saw, uh, I think it was Wednesday, uh, this came to light. The ICC Test Teams of the Year, one-day teams, 2020 Teams yeah. of the Year, yeah. uh, were announced as far as Aussie inclusions are concerned in the test side. Usman Khawaja. Marnus Labuschagne, Pat Cummins and Nathan Lyon. Uh, the One Day International Team of the Year, Travis Head and Adam Zampa were in that. Uh, no Aussie in the 2020 Team of the Year. Uh, in the in the Women's One Day International Team of the Year, there were just two Aussies, Beth Mooney and Alyssa Healy, despite the fact we're world champions and mm. pretty much dominate everyone. Mm. Uh, but uh, in the test side as well, Ben Stokes was named captain of the test side as you know, Baz Ball's coming to play in there. Changing the world over is there. Is Brendan coach? Uh, I don't know if they named the coach, but <laughs> anyway, so we, you know, these mean very little, let's yeah, face it. They're... It doesn't
2: mean much to the individual player. Um, it's always nice to be recognised, but you don't care too much about it. But, yeah, I think at the end of the day, it goes on. I think they select on statistics more than anything else. Um, you know, you've, obviously, you look at the way Steve Smith played, for example, and is playing. To me, he's in, you know, He's certainly in the top three batters in the world uh, in test cricket uh, still. But he, obviously, statistically, he probably doesn't aim up compared to the guys they've picked. But um, yeah, I think it's one of those things you you say, great if you make it. You say, you know, it doesn't matter if you don't make it. So uh, England have played some good cricket. I, I can't wait for that series. I think these next two uh, tours for Australia are going to be unbelievable. India in India, really tough series. It's going to be... Mm. Really good to see how these experienced batters go in those conditions. Um, and then England and England. Nothing better than an Asher series. We'll know exactly where we are, won't we, It'd by the end of this year. Great indication. Like yeah. I've said, if we can win both these, there's absolutely no doubt we are the best team in the world.
0: Well, the India, I mean, let's face it, Clark, you were part of, what, the only side in the last 50, 40 to 50 years yeah. to, to to have won over. a series in India, an Australian side to win a series in India in 2004. Um, it's that hard. It's that difficult, and yeah. you've spoken a few times about the fact we don't have a practice game over there leading into the first test. They leave on Tuesday, yeah, yeah and ama- the first test that. is now yeah, the
2: ninth of Feb. Start yeah.
0: So this is uh, this is imminent. Mm. Yeah, less than two weeks until that first test.
2: Match. I, I don't understand why we. There's been a big enough gap from our test series. The boys could be, the boys could be over there now playing in a tour game. So I wonder if that's. Uh, India didn't want them to do that or didn't organise. I know India's been playing a one-day series against, just finished a one-day series against New Zealand. Uh, obviously, our Aussie boys are playing in the, uh, in, the, in the BBL as well, which has been great for that tournament. But, yeah, it's a little strange. It, it'll be certainly the first time an Australian team's gone to India and hasn't played a tour game before, um, before getting out, before getting into the Test Series. So it be interesting to see, you know, how we go. Uh, what the first test is like in regards to the pitch, the conditions, uh, it'll be a, a drastic change to what we've just um, played in in Australia. So hopefully uh, the, the, the thing on our side is a lot of the guys have played a lot of cricket over there, uh, where our batting unit's a bit older, our, our, our bowlers have got you know plenty of experience as well that um, hopefully we can just adapt and adjust to, to what's in front of us.
0: Last night in the A-League, Sydney FC, crucial victory for them, beating Melbourne Victory 2-1 at Amy Park. Uh, Jake Brimmer gave Victory the lead with a stunning free kick after just 26 minutes. And then Max Burgess and Adam LaFondra scored to ensure the Sky Blues got all three points. And Victory remained last on the ladder. And now uh, Sydney FC move up to seventh, but they're just uh, out of the top six on goal difference. So it's pretty tight there in sort of the middle of the table there in the A-League. But uh, surely this eases pressure on Steve Corica, Loz, who uh, I know you're a big supporter mm. of. And, uh, well, with this talk that Dwight York is at, well, leaving MacArthur, he's obviously gone from MacArthur and now could potentially end up at Sydney FC. But Steve Corica's there going, well, hang on, I'm the coach here.
1: Well, I can't believe he's under pressure to save his job. I can be- I can believe he's under pressure because they're not getting performance uh, that they want, um, and Steve would be disappointed with that. But, you know, he's he's got a fantastic record, and, you know, obviously they struggled this year and, and last year. But, again, you've got to take all things into consideration. Um, you know, they've still got a lot of games to go between now and, and the finals. There's still a chance of making the finals there. They can go on a run. They've got a, uh, a good squad. Um, I can't believe if they were to sack him, Dwight would be the man after... 13 games I just can't get my head around that Um, but I'm hoping that Sydney FC can go on a bit of a run now to take some pressure off Stevie Corica he does a good job in handling that team taking the pressure away from putting the pressure on himself Uh, but the players need to take a bit of responsibility here as well.
0: So on the back page of the Daily Telegraph Iron Mike is the headline anger as stars hit for on-air comments so a couple of players have been mic'd up Uh, for the uh, broadcast there of the BBL this season for cop fines. So Dave Warner, for a a joke he made about the umpires last Sunday night in the Sydney Smash, he's copped a $5,000 fine for Cricket Australia. And uh, there was also Moses Enriquez copped $5,000 as well for swearing under his mic early in the season. So I can understand the players. I've got sympathy for the players here, pup. You know, you, you, you get them involved in the broadcast. And as you know, in the heat of the moment, when you're competing, you're actually competing, send things happen. And now they're yeah. getting hit with fines. So I do I have absolute sympathies with them here.
2: Send the bill to Channel 7. They'll pay it. Or Fox. Or Fox. Mm. Yeah. whoever's uh, Whoever they're mic'd up with, send them that bill.
1: I can't believe they've been fined. I mean, yeah. the thing about the BBL, and you hear it with the commentators, it's about having fun. Yeah. And if Dave Warner said something about the umpire, we all know it's in jest, and we all know he's only mucking around in that situation. So, and with swearing. Moses swearing, it, 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 in, in the battle, of course, you're going to do it at times. I mean, you might any up.
2: Is there anybody that hasn't sworn? Do you know, do you know a person that has not sworn? Hmm. Do you know anyone no, above the age no. of 16? No, it's,
0: well, I don't know
2: anyone. Oh, my mother's pretty close. Your mum's <laughs> never sworn, you reckon? No, no. She's close, I said. Mm. Mate. That's well, like, come on. So, uh, look. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying, I, I know there's kids listening and watching yeah. the games. So I understand that. But in the heat of the battle, like, I don't know, maybe. Don't Mo- give them access. Yeah. Don't ma- give them access. exactly right. Like, maybe Moses at that time as well. He's forgot he's even mic'd up. Well, the emotion I, of the game. like
1: I remember once with Mal in a State of Origin game. They asked whether he could, you know, they would allow in the in the in the huddle. Yeah, uh, allow the TV cameras in the huddle, and and he swore, and there was a massive stink about it. But oh, if man. you want that access, you can't be Got saying it's to the players, especially in a
2: game of cricket yeah. at
1: the highest level, like. Well, they forget about it. They, they, yeah. Once you get out there into the battle, you, you're you're forgotten about being on camera or being mic'd up. What about if you're, you're batting
2: f- and you get hit? Oh, like
1: you're
3: yeah.
2: waxing the groin, and oh, you swear like but you're on mic. Mm. Like, what are they, What are you meant to do? What if you dive to take a catch and dislocate your shoulder and you're mic'd up mm. and, you swore, and you swear? Well, the only way to do it is stop the mic. That's what I'm saying. You've got to, or you've got, it's got to be like a stump mic. You've got to be able to turn it up and turn yeah. it down. But, Which, but, again, there's always... Well, I experienced that firsthand. Really? Stump mic's meant to be off, but it was on. Exactly. So I, I don't think there's any way you're going to... If you, if you want to mic these players up, you've got to... It's give and take. You've got to accept how good is it we've got the access, but... There's every chance that, you know, something might come out of their mouth that isn't perfect. But even that, like, you know, the frustration, the disappointment, the anger, the the joy, the excitement. I think that's part of it. You want all of it. That's why you want these players mic'd up. You want to get closer to the player. You want to know what they're going through. In that moment. Right. But if the players are getting fined for this type of stuff... No, strike, they'll stop doing it. They, that's exactly right. Yeah, that, they'll yeah. go to the Players Association and say, uh-uh. That's why I'd be very surprised start. if Channel 7 or Fox, whoever they're mic'd up with, doesn't take this fine. Yeah, Exactly what happened to me with the stump mic. Channel 9 paid the fine. Yeah, Ah, oh, they did? Yeah, Channel they 9 have. paid my fine. Oh, good. Yeah. As they should have. As they should have, exactly right. Because yeah. oh, well, Of course, I admit 100% take accountability. I yeah. shouldn't have said that on oh. the stump mic, but... It, it, it was meant to be off.
0: I guarantee, you, Clarky. You know, and I know, I know, it you know embarrasses you, but for the vast majority of Australian cricket fans, uh, we loved yeah, it, yeah. loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you. Anyway, so and and the other thing is with uh, Moses Enriquez, as Ben Horn's article points out here, he'd be suspended if it happened again. Yeah, then so, Moses, Moses
2: won't take that risk. No, he, of he's, a, if that's the case, the player will not wear. They won't get mic'd up. And, and again, the the TV channel is also – they would have a couple of players per team that you'd want, ideally. Mm. So it's not like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll find another fish. player. You want the big fish. Exactly right. Mm. So, you know, if I'm Moses now after that, if it's costing me five grand and I'm being told if it happens again, I'm suspended, no way are you taking that risk.
0: Mm. Nah, for sure. Uh, also, Chief, this controversy just Hunt – Anyone like it does Novak Djokovic, seriously. He's got a semi-final today, uh, which uh, he is in unbelievable form. He is just marching towards his 10th Australian Open crown. He's a dollar five with Tab against American Tommy Paul, who's $10 later today. Uh, Kachanov and Zitsipas in the other semi-final. We'll speak to Roger Rashid and preview it all later this morning. By the way, last night... In the women's semi-finals, Elena Rybakina, the Wimbledon champion, beat two-time champion Victoria Azarenka 7-6-6-3, and she will face Belarusian Anna Sabalenka in the final after Sabalenka beat Magdalena Poland in straight sets as well. Sabalenka hasn't dropped a set on her march towards the final there at Melbourne Park, but uh, here we are with Djokovic. Djokovic's dad blasted over Putin flag disgrace. So there he was... Uh, uh, with some people holding up some Russian flags, which are uh, not allowed. No Russian and Belarusian flags allowed. Uh, and I saw that the Olympics as well, the International Olympic Committee, uh, has banned Russian and Belarusian, well, um, recognising, I guess, their presence and their flags and anthems, et cetera, for athletes who compete for those nations for the next uh, summer and winter Olympics as Look, well. I, Novak's not everyone's
1: cup of tea, but please, it's his father.
0: It's not Novak.
1: Correct. Yeah. It's it's not Novak Djokovic doing this, being photographed and saying things to those supporters. It's his father. Mm. So, I, And I know that the link there, but why do we go down that
0: path to tie him into it? Well, it's, it's a story because it's his dad, loss. Oh no, but uh, I, mean, I know that's, it's not him. But that's not him. And, you know, it's obviously an extremely sensitive issue considering uh, uh, what's going and,
1: on. And totally understand and, and totally get it. And, it. and it's wrong. And whatever punishment he is facing, he, sh, he should face. But it's nothing to do with Djokovic. No,
0: it's that's his father. True. Still a story.
1: And though. it's outside the court. Mm. So I, 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 I know it's a story, but why do we sort of start to, oh, you know, Novak this and Novak that? The story is about his father, and that should be on the front page, in the front section of the paper, about his father rather than Novak being a big part of the story, in my opinion. Yeah. Don't think it'll affect Novak at the moment. Ah, just make him more hungry. It, it's, <laughs> he he does seem hungry, he, doesn't loves, he? he loves the fact that he can turn any situation, it's us against them mm-hmm. or us against me. You know, he he strikes me as that type of player that the more that you want to have a crack at him, the tougher that he becomes and the more mentally stronger he becomes. And then he takes it upon himself to go out there and prove to people that they've got it wrong and I'm the best and I'm the greatest and here I am. No matter what you throw at me, you can't hurt me.
0: On the back page of the City Morning Herald, Eye on the Paul. So a story there about Tommy Paul, the American who plays Novak Djokovic uh, later today. Also a sweet 16, Thunder having the last laugh. I think this was just after we went on leave for back in December, Clark, when the City Thunder were bowled out for 15. And here they are, they got through to an eliminator tonight against the Brisbane Heat. So they've been cheered around the country whenever they... Their total reaches
2: is 60.
0: 15? What does that take you back to? Under, under 10s? Yeah, I don't know. You used to I, bowl some sides out for Don't 15?
2: know. Nor, not really, because there's normally 20 sundries. So you, yeah. you start with 20. <laughs> Wides, no balls, buys. It. So, yeah. Uh, well, 47 was pretty bad against South oh. Africa. 60 was pretty bad <laughs> against England. So I've been oh. a part of some low ones, but yeah. Go the Thunder. Well, we'll <laughs> preview
0: uh, these big bash finals with Clarkie later. Uh, why January 26th still hurts for recalled All-Star James. Also on the back page of the Sydney Morning Herald today. And as Loz mentioned earlier, so Brian James is recently retired, uh, answered in an SOS for the Indigenous side. Uh, the other uh, interesting aspect to watch with this is the fact that Cody Walker is an assistant coach, got a dual role as well. So... Ooh. Uh, I guess the hope is that one day he could graduate and be an NRL coach, Loss. Well,
1: I think that's the idea of giving guys like Ronnie the opportunity to coach and Cody now assistant is we want to see more Indigenous coaches in the NRL. Uh, Arthur Beetson was the last, I think, um, and there hasn't been too many more, um, but this is a path that Cody wants to go down and it gives him a great opportunity to be involved in a all-stars game but also have that extra responsibility of being able to coach during the week and see what goes into it Um, although it'll be a little bit different because there's a lot of cultural stuff that they will find happens this week rather than the coaching aspect of it Um, but I think it's good that players are now doing their coaching certificates they want to get involved in the game and the more people we can have involved in the game, the better because we can utilize their knowledge that they've gained over their careers.
0: Give us a call, 13 53 53. Send us a text 0419 767 272. And shortly we will reveal Loz's first multi of 2023. Clean slate, starting off again. I think it's just opened as well. So we'll just get that shortly. In fact, it has just opened just before that. What about this story over in the States? uh, A college basketball game in the US. So proper college basketball game going on. Bloke walks onto court holding up bags of food. So Uber Eats delivery, which uh, someone in the stands has just ordered some Uber Eats. Guys walked in, walked on the court mid-game. Unbelievable. Referee stops the game and... uh, as one of the coaches of one of the sides said afterward, guy had a job to do and he did his job well. Unbelievable. Bloke in the crowd gets his food. There was apparently a picture of him eating his his food. Stunt.
2: Got to be a stunt, yeah. Publicity stunt. Who was, who was the company? Uber Eats. Uh, I do, actually do so Was know. it a televised game? Yeah. Yeah, got to be a stunt. Yep. For sure. A <laughs> little bit of marketing, I'm advertising. Sure I, I'm
1: sure I read somewhere during my break that... And I'm not quite sure whether it was here in Australia or overseas that a similar thing happened on a golf course.
2: Golf course, someone, you, golf course, you can understand a bit more. Yeah. Playing golf, you need a feed. Someone yeah. could order Uber Eats. I don't mind that, but on the basketball yeah. court, I don't think any basketball player is looking for a feed. <laughs> <laughs> golf, I, yeah, I yeah. get. You can stick that in the in the in the buggy. You around he, and eat apparently your Apparently, drove
1: and across the green, oh, not the green, but the fairways to get to the tee mm. to deliver the food. Now, I... Listeners out there, you might be able to confirm that, but I'm sure I read or heard about it here and it happened here in Australia. But I haven't yeah, golf's ever like heard one golf of play on. Golf's fair, a fair play, college reckon, basketball game.
2: Maybe yeah, for, for our, our listeners,
0: where's the most random place you've had Uber Eats slash delivery? Oh, I think mm. Deliveroo's is unfortunately gone and uh, menu log or whatever. Where's the most random place you've had food delivered? Zero four one nine seven six seven two seven two.
1: What do you do when the food turns up at your house, and it's not for you?
0: Well, you eat it. what would you do? (laughs) Why
1: has this happened to you? It doesn't
2: turn doesn't turn up into your kitchen. It turns turns up at your front front door. door. So you leave it right there because it's obviously next doors or someone close, Mm -hmm. and you let them come and pick it up. What do you mean? What do you do? That doesn't they don't deliver into your kitchen or into your living room, front door. Yeah, so leave it there. It's not yours. It's like mail. What do you do with mail when it comes in your mailbox and it's not yours? Do you throw it in the bin? Uh, no, I'll hand it to someone. Whoever's it is. Whoever's it is. Okay, so when you get your Deliveroo, check. Do you know, how do you know? It might, have, it might have, normally there's a name. Do you know your next door neighbor's name? Check on the Uber Eats. Is his name on there? Walk it over to next door. I know if it was his <laughs> Yeah, I know. Loz yeah, is, is asking you a question. He already knows the answer <laughs> to He picks it up from the front door, even though he knows it's not his, yep. takes it to the lounge and eats it. That's what you do. I wouldn't do I, that. I did it to my neighbour <laughs> once because
1: his kids had KFC and I shouldn't have done it. Because oh it my kids. god! <laughs> They've waited forty. They waited forty five minutes for the burger and chips for he, his he kids. He takes me, and he goes, "Mate, has that? Has left anything here? No, mate, no, no, <laughs> no, no, mate, no, no. That no. is up, goes, his kids are in bed starving, goes, no dinner for the, he the night. It's KFC." Oh. Anyhow, I took a photo about five minutes later of me <laughs> sitting on that couch. <laughs> Unbelievable. a Prince of KFC. He stormed in. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. You stole children's clothes. Oh, yeah, I to know. Me first, he's though. in bed, go to
2: school starving the next morning.
1: Uh, he, he's done it to me before. Don't worry oh, about that. Hates- oh, I didn't. I wasn't the first person who did it. He did it to me. Anyway. (laughs) Leave it at your door. (laughs) Don't eat my food.
0: Uh, I I do remember once last year, waking up the next morning after probably being tired and emotional. (laughs) There's like two pizzas, garlic bread, (laughs) dessert. (laughs) At the front door. Didn't remember ordering that. Oh, my (laughs) God. (laughs) Tell you what, it was good the next day, though. (laughs) Room service. You get home
2: and you're staying at a hotel. Oh. You just order some food, room oh. service. By the time it comes, you're fast asleep.
0: I used to judge hotels and how good the club sandwich was. Oh, yeah.
2: I'd always look how for um, nachos. If mm. you got a nachos when you really? get home, a little dusty. So I'm more of
1: a club sandwich man at a yeah. hotel. Oh, there. I love yeah. my nachos. your nachos.
0: Uh, Laws, your multi. Yeah, your first one. Uh,
1: first one of the year, mate. Hit us. You know, this is what we're going to do. All right. So I sat at home yesterday, and I thought, I'll go through the form. Watch deal all the few, sectionals, watch a few replays and yeah. all that stuff. So, this is what I've decided to do. All right, we're going race five. All right, race five. This is at the gardens tomorrow, Rose Hill Gardens. At the gardens, at yep. the gardens you know, race five, number nine, perfect proposal to run top two. All right, so we're going perfect proposal to run top two. She's had one start before. She ran second in the gym crack. I know it was on a heavy eight, and it looks as though it'll be a good four at least tomorrow. Um, And beaten by Platinum Jubilee, who is a very, very good horse. Mm -hmm. So I reckon she can run top two. That's in the Witted. Yeah, and then I've just gone for class, you I've just gone for what I think is the best horse. Oh, he's a
0: class galloper, this one, too.
1: go for it. Golden Mile. Could be a little bit short, Mm. but I'm hoping that there's a bit of speed on and he just charges home. So race eight, number nine, Golden Mile to win. Seven bucks. Seven bucks. Seven bucks. If you want to be a part of that.
0: There it is. The first one for 2023. Tab app, tab website. Click on sports and today's offers. Perfect proposal in the wind to run top two. Golden Mile in the expressway just to win it. Seven bucks to get us off to a flyer in 2023. Uh, just on uh, random food deliveries, uh, the mailman from Marrickville says, I've seen a lifeguard on a jet ski get Uber Eats. <laughs> <laughs> he, he pulled up on the sand and the Uber ah. Eats driver met him on the sand at Malabar.
2: Oh, that is down, unreal. Mate, <laughs> <here> in southern <laughs> Sydney, so that there you is go. unreal. <laughs>
0: uh that's not no, a bad call, a though. If you're before. out on the boat,
2: if you're out on a little boat, you just get yourself into shore to pick up your food. That's, that's good play. I don't mind that.
0: Over the Christmas break, I had Uber Eats delivered to my place after a big night passed out before it got to mine. Checked out the front the following day. Someone had swiped my meal. <laughs> yeah, well, I uh, hope you don't live next door to Loz. Yeah. Um, uh, and keep them coming. Uh, hang on. In the movie Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Spicoli, played by Sean Penn, ordered a pizza in, and during class, hilarious, says marathon from Mayfield. Haven't seen that, but uh, there oh, you go. Uh, yeah, so kids, yeah, I've kids seen kids Fast
1: Times, Richmond High. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen that show. Okay, yeah, very heavy dope smokers on that show. Right, okay, there you go. <laughs> Jeff Spagoli. Okay, get the movie, don't you know. right? Eighties, nineties, okay, one for the weekend. Mm, that's it. Would have been an eighties movie. Sean Penn.
2: Go to Civic and pick it up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Blockbuster. <God.
1: laughs> the old video.
0: Actually, you yeah. bought shares in them about... Mate, Graham, Rummins, pretty, who, played, Graham Rummins, who played cricket <laughs> yeah. for New South Wales yeah. Yeah. and
2: then moved to Melbourne. Um, I think he had five. I, can't, I think they were Blockbusters. Oh, are you kidding? So he invested. Oh, no. I think he had five of them. <laughs> don't think he sold five. Yeah, no. Ouch. <laughs> wouldn't have ended well, I wouldn't have thought. We, we used to be sponsored by Video Easy. Of yeah. Canberra Raiders.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I remember, because we would get... The latest videos before anyone else,
0: which is a big deal back then. Yeah, right? and we'd we'd, we'd yeah. get together as a
1: team and we'd watch the movie. Great bonding, great team bonding. Did, did you I have like the through it, the course it, of that sponsorship? Oh, was it
0: was everything free? Could you just you know, have a special card? And just uh, give to yes, them there was. And...
1: What was the movies that? Uh, what's his name? Willis
0: Bruce Die, Bruce die Hard
1: Diehards. Yeah. They were the go. Yeah. The diehards. We got to see them before anyone else. Oh, they're we still going. Special. You can still see them on Fox, yeah. Every Christmas. They're still they're no show, yeah. would they? <laughs> Diehard.
0: Yeah. Oh, fantastic. There's about five or six of them, isn't it? Oh, well, I liked two, which probably was the least I don't know. acclaimed one. Anyway, them. the West Tigers for 2023. So, uh, it's quite a few additions to this squad. No doubt about that. They've got Isaiah Papaliti. Happy Corusau and Charlie Staines, John Bateman, uh, David Klemmer, Brandon Wakeham. David Nothaluma, of course, returns after he was in uh, on loan there to the Melbourne Storm late last season. Now, as far as their losses are concerned, Luke Garner and Tyrone Peachy both gone to the Panthers. Kelma to Alangi to Manley. Uh, Zane Musgrove, Jacob Little, both gone to St. George, Illawarra. Jock Madden's gone to Brisbane. James Tamo to North Queensland. Oliver Gildart, the Dolphins. Jackson Hastings, of course, has gone to Newcastle. Now, as far as their futures are concerned, they're $51 to win the premiership. And they're paying $4.50 to make the top eight. In the most losses market, they're on the... Fourth line of betting at seven dollars fifty, along with the Gold Coast Titans. So, Loz, is this a much improved squad on paper from last oh, year? Oh, most definitely,
1: most definitely it is. You, you mentioned all those recruits, you know. Most of those recruits that you said, they are all first grade players. All right, so there's no doubt that they come straight into the team. Then you look at four or five of them, and they've all played in grand finals, so they're all been in big games. So they've all been and came from successful clubs. So that's something you're buying as well. Not only the talent that they bring to the football team, but what they've learnt from successful clubs. So that rises the standard at training. And at least shows players, younger players, how to become professional and how to achieve. Then you look at their forward pack. It's completely different to last year. You've got Clemmer up front with Coruscant out of dummy half, and Coruscant brings the creativity. So one thing the Tigers have struggled with, there's always been a sort of small forward pack that have been dominated. With this forward pack, with Clemmer and um, Papa Lee, Bateman, uh, Offerhen of Gowie, these type of players there, um, that they shouldn't be dominated. They should be able to get over the advantage line Uh, With Abby Corosau being a dangerous threat out of dummy half and being creative, I think they can play over the advantage line a lot more than what they've played in the past. And by playing over the advantage line, by being able to generate ruck speed and get fast play the balls, this should allow Brooks and Adam Dewey a bit more time and space. And that's what they've been crying out for. And we know that both these players possess strong running games. And if they can run the football a little bit more, and these forwards take a little bit of pressure off them, they're playing with momentum. And any halves combination will tell you, if you're playing with momentum and on the front foot, it's so much easier. So they've got a forward pack that the West Tigers' halves haven't played with before, and that will excel, I think, with these guys there. Um, Then you look at their outside backs. They've got some speed, but there's still some question marks about where they got the class, um, but I think they're in for a, a big year. Uh, I think it'll be a attack focused from the Tigers. I can only go on my association with Tim Sheens. Um, you know, he, he loves the game. He talks to the players um, more than any other coach. <laughs> he, he loves meetings. He loves showing footage. He will improve them, um, but it's it, it'll be about. Attack, you know, mm-hmm. and the Tigers with their assistant with Robbie, Benji, it'll be about attacking style of football. And the other thing about when you play an attacking brand of football, you actually enjoy it a lot more. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're playing a game where it's all based on um, field position, you're based on completions, it can be boring. Whereas if you go out there with a mindset to attack, if you see an opportunity, take it. You're giving the players a bit of a license to have a crack. Um, But if they can control it, the football when they've got it, I I think you'll see a a huge improvement in the Tigers this year. I don't know whether they'll be good enough to play finals football. Mm. I don't think they'll play finals football because i still got some question marks about some of their their backs. But I think that it's a decent squad. It's a better squad than what it was the last couple of years.
2: How important are these first two games? Titans at home, Knights at home? Well, they're both winnable for a start. So yep. you, when you look at that, you're not sitting there as a West Tigers supporter or a West Tigers player
1: going, oh, geez, we've got Penrith, last year's champions, and yep. we've got the Roosters. Mm-hmm. Who, you know, we've got Joey Manu and Suwali and all these other wonderful players. You, you're sitting there going, you know what? <laughs> An achievable goal for us is to start the season well, to get out there and show our fans that this is a different West Tigers mm-hmm. team than what we've been able to produce the last couple of weeks. So... Uh, and one thing Tim's very good at is breaking down the season and using blocks. You know, he'll, he he might even, you know, we used to go four-game blocks, but he might even break it down to two-game blocks and just look at these first two weeks and go, boys, these are the, this is our goal for the next two weeks is these two games, and we've got to put all our energy and focus into them, and then we'll worry about the rest after that. But he can sort of break it all down, simplify it. Uh, as long as he got, he has the players buying in, what he's trying to do, I think they, I think they will Im- Well, they will. They'll improve on last year. There's no doubt about that.
0: So much focus again, as always, will be on Luke Brooks. Jackson yeah. Hastings is gone, yeah. and uh, now he's been given a huge vote of confidence because there was so much talk whether he'd be moved on. Obviously, he's on huge money as well. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, but again, this will be the first time in a long while that he's been able to play behind a forward pack that gives him momentum. So if, he, if he's got momentum. And he uses his running game. See, so When I watch Luke play, it's hard to get a read on him other than so- saying that he struggled. You know, But if you're playing over the advantage line, if you can't work out what to do with the opposition in front of you then, well, then you are a player that can't think your way around a footy field. So I'm prepared to sort of wait and see what he's like with momentum behind him. Mm. Because if you've got momentum, it's so much easier. Because if you're not going forward, opposition are quick off their line. They're putting you under pressure. They
2: take away your time and space. But it's not going to be that case... Every single play for him, he's going to, he's still going to face the same amount of pressure that he's faced every season. They're still going to be on the back foot at certain stages. Yep. His kicking game is going to be under pressure. Yep. Uh, I, I don't like to me, but it's about thinking, mate. It's about identifying. Is, Luke, is there no other option? for a number seven in this West Tigers outfit. Is that, or is that why they're sticking with Luke Brooks? Or is it exactly what you're saying? You're going, Hang on, this year's going to be different. Well,
1: I think it'll be different. I yeah, think, okay. You know, I th- I th- so as a half, you've got to work it out early in your set. So after tackle three, you talk about being under pressure to kick. Yeah. After tackle three, you're going, right, are we winning this set at the moment? Yeah. No, we're not. So I've got three tackles left up my sleeve. So if I haven't won the first three the likelihood of me winning this set is not strong. So I, as a halfback and the dominant kicker in the team, I've got to be looking for my best option to kick. How do I get my best option to kick? So whether that's putting a big player on a little player to try and generate a bit of ruck speed so Mm. I can get the ball under no pressure to kick, or whether I'm kicking early in the tackle count, you've got to be planning. So that's what I haven't seen. But again, you, you, you can't... Well, you can, but, but but I want to see how he goes with momentum mm. and then see whether he can incorporate the momentum stuff with back foot play. Yeah. And back foot play is, righto, I've had my sets of six where we've had the momentum and I've looked good. Now under pressure, can I still think my way out of trouble here and get us to a good kick and get the team good field position? And then we build off the back of that. And that's where... You know, Andrew Johns or Ricky Stewart, Peter Sterling, the, these players, they're so good at it. Mm. You know, you could have no momentum at all, but they could get to tackle four and five, work their way through the puzzle and know how to get to a kick, get good field position and get you then on the front foot.
2: How important is Appy Corosau for this West Tigers out oh, massive. Massive, because what he does, he puts
1: pressure on your Marcus and your A defender. See, there's some hookers that just pick the ball up and pass off the ground, you know, and give it to the forwards over the evening lines. Appy will show one way, come back the other. So he's always testing the markers, the, the markers yeah. and he's always testing those tight defenders. So, so the last thing that you want to do, sometimes big forwards, when they get fatigued, they just get there and have a bit of a rest. Mm. With him, you can't rest because the time you rest, that's the time you get found out. It's like Cameron Smith, you know. And, and we used to say it all the time, the one time you go to sleep on Cameron Smith, that's the time he finds you out. Yeah. They're, they're so good at it. And, and, and that's what happens. And that, that not only fatigues, like forwards get fatigued physically, but good players and good hookers fatigue forwards mentally. Because mm. they know, I can't have a rest. So if they can just get into a situation where they can have a rest, they don't have to think. But if they're thinking and they're physically challenged as well, that's when they're that's when you can blow them apart. Mm. That's that's when you can get momentum.
0: There you go, the Tigers for twenty twenty three. Come on, Optim- the Tigers. How optimistic! i <laughs> I'm going with eight. Ooh, look at that
2: forward pack. though. Eighth position. We can't afford many injuries, though, Lism. Again, like a little bit like the Dolphins, I feel like we're our stock is not deep enough. No, you don't want to get afford like if we lose Matt. If we lose Appy, for example. Yeah. You know, uh, and there's every chance, again, he, he, he's going to go through origin series. So I think we've got to, yeah, we've got to make the most of uh, of our stock. Um, and we've got to obviously pray for a bit of luck as well with the injuries, I reckon. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I, that's a fair call, too. I mean, injuries can derail any season. Yeah, But you don't want to get them to your key player. But I think there's a bit more depth there than what there's been in the past. But again, I'll get back to the the recruits. Most of the recruits that they've bought, you know are going to be in the 17. Surely better this year.
2: Oh, we'll, we'll spoon. We've got to be better. Yeah.
0: We've we'll, got to be. I don't want to be delivering you anymore. Mate. Unwanted cutlery. Whoever
2: sent that in the mail, yeah. send it to someone else.
0: Anna Savalenka and Elena Rybakina are through to the Australian Open final after straight sets victories last night. Savalenka beat Magda Lynette 7 6 6 2, and Rybakina beat two time winner Victoria Azarenka 7 6 6 3. And we got the men's semi finals today. Roger Rashid will preview them with us. Later this morning, last night in the A-League, City FC, good victory for them. They've beaten Melbourne victory 2-1 there at Amy Park. Uh, Brad Rosen's coming up, surely. Ben Simmons heavily booed yesterday in uh, Philadelphia, his old team, as uh, Brooklyn lost to the 76ers, 137-133. Simmons had 12 points, five rebounds, and five or six assists in that narrow defeat. Uh, golf, so... The opening round of the Dubai Desert Classic last night was uh, heavily impacted by rain. Only a handful of players actually managed to get through 18 holes. At the moment, Thomas Peters of Belgium is leading five under after 15 holes. Uh, Best of the Aussies, Minwoo Lee, who's one under through 15 holes in his opening round. At the moment, the Farmers Insurance open on the PGA Tour. Now, this is round... I think it's round two, isn't it? Yeah, this is a Wednesday to Saturday tournament over there in the US. So round two at the moment. And Sam Ryder, American 9-under. He leads Brendan Steele by two shots. And uh, Jason Day, best of the Aussies here. And Day is 5-under for the tournament. And so he's four shots off the pace there is the Aussies. Uh, Last night in the cricket... The Aussie women won convincingly again. Another 8 wicket victory against Pakistan with 44 balls remaining. Pakistan posted seven for 96 from their 20 overs. Nine, yeah, nine bowlers for Australia last night. Everyone got to go. And uh, so seven for 96. In response, two for 100. Uh, Beth Mooney, 46, was a judge player of the match. Meg Lenning, 31. And Talia McGrath and Ash Gardner not out there as Australia at home comfortably with 44 balls remaining i think it's 660 something days since we
2: last lost a t20 international love that's it that's how dominant that side is love it you know. yeah they're playing well they're they're a great team in all three formats they're i uh, they don't play much test cricket but they just yeah they they will just continue to dominate they've got players in terrific form at a good age still got plenty of cricket left but lots of experience and even having meg back now from her break i think just no one's unbeatable, but they are that good.
1: You know, with the introduction of the women's Premier League over IPA, there in yeah. India, the yep. IPL—they
2: just sold. I think I think the teams yeah. averaged about 150 million per team sold. T-
1: so you think Gosh. that even though Australia, but had, more than what the men's yeah. the men's
2: team sold. I think the start of the IPO. I think the men's team sold for I think they are roughly around 100 million per team. The women's have just sold for uh, averaging about 150. So, million. so
1: in five years' time, like the Indians will be strong, they, won't they? Yep.
2: Indians are strong, oh, they're they're that, strong enough now. Yeah, they're yeah. pretty good. strong. New Zealand Like strong. even with the,
1: the men's team. Yeah, like oh, India yeah. used to be terrible fielders, and didn't they? Like yeah. fielding the game changed but changed, it, changed it, a lot because of the IPL. IPL. Yeah. So I reckon with the women's stuff too. I reckon they'll get these, for sure. Yep. and with oh, more and, money and
2: for the women now. The this this is their payday. Mm, as definitely. soon as India said yes to this, oh. here we go. And now it's it'll be if if and I can only assume that the domestic T20 competitions around the world will all jump on the back of this. So there'll be a PSL, there'll be CPL, there'll be, you know, we've already got the women's BBL here. It will continue to grow and the women will face the same challenges as the men. Either Cricket Australia female contracts will have to skyrocket or they'll say, no, we don't want to sign a 12 month contract with Cricket Australia. We're just going to play five of these 2020 tournaments around the world and Make our millions, so yeah, it's uh, and, and the example's right in front of us for the female for the women's teams to be selling for that sort of money before a ball's been bowled yeah. tells you that there's a market. The Indian market is it. saying this is going to be as big as the men's.
0: Uh, now, just before Brad Rose and just want to check it on the multi laws. Now, for a few text people struggling to get on, that's because the system was just having its standard Friday morning reboot. So, uh, just refresh your page or your app. And have another crack, because it's there now, Los. What have you got for us? Uh,
1: we're going to Rose Hill tomorrow, race five and race eight. So we'll start with race five, number nine, perfect proposal. We need her to run top two into race eight, number nine, golden mile to win. If you want to be a part of that multi, that's paying $7. Ah,
0: oh, Congratulations to Brad Rosen on his Ring of Honor Award. Morning, Brad. Good morning, boys, and welcome back. Well done, mate. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it was a
4: lovely honour. You don't do those things for individual honours, but it was uh, it was a beautiful day last Sunday and just fantastic for my
0: family. Ah, oh, good stuff. Well, very well deserved, no doubt about that. Uh, it's crunch time, isn't it, in the NBL, just a handful of games before the finals. And, uh, well, the last two nights, so South East Melbourne have beaten Cairns 85-80 to 80 on Wednesday, and last night the New Zealand Breakers uh, 99-71 over Brisbane, Uh, And uh, who do you you see at the moment as the main challenger to Sydney?
4: Well, you'd have to say after the last few rounds, New Zealand. They've been fantastic. Beat them uh, by three on Sunday in what was a fantastic game out there at Kudos in front of 14,000 people, by the way, like the unbelievable crowd that is happening. And uh, look, Cairns are looking good. They've had a bit of an injury there with uh, Keanu Pinder. He came back and took a really nasty knock to his eye and bleeding and stuff. So it sounds like he won't play for the next few rounds. So that sounds pretty nasty. So they're the two, but I'll tell you the one that could do it. And we saw it last year as well. They're playing them tonight. Go Those to jack Tasmanian jumpers. jack jumpers. Clarky, I know jumpers, he loves them.
3: Yeah, go Defend yeah. the island,
4: mate. Defend the <laughs> island. Defend the island. It's it's be absolutely. Huge. So tonight will be huge. I'm yeah. really looking forward to seeing where they're at.
2: Uh, Brad, with the Kings, um, obviously lost the last two games. But is that are they worried about that this time of the year with, in, in regards to momentum going into the finals? Or are they still, you know, what's probably coming at a good time? Now they can freshen up and, and get themselves ready.
4: I'm going to say it's a bit of both. Um, you'd never want to go into a playoffs without momentum. I mean, again, I use the jack jumpers of last year. Look at the momentum that they had and where it took them. And you don't want to play against teams that have got momentum and doing all of that. But in saying that, the Kings probably needed a couple of little losses, just to a wake-up call, and they haven't played the way they have. To me, I just think it's Xavier Cooks has been a little bit down, um, and I think once he gets back to his best, it's been a long season. These guys are really... I think they need the playoffs just to go, right, we've done what we've done, now let's turn it on. So it's not panic stations, it's not worrying, but it's something that they need to start to turn that on and get back to that defense because they gave up 111 points last week against Perth and then I think around 100 against New Zealand. Too much, they've got to get back to that defense.
1: Are they healthy, Brad? Um,
4: yes, they're healthy, but Xavier Cooks didn't look great the other night. Now, they're saying it could have been a stomach bug or things like that. So my answer is, yes, they're healthy, but little little niggles like everyone has at this time of year.
0: What's happened to Adelaide?
4: Oh, man, that thing's a train wreck. That is unbelievable. I mean, this team is in – is in well, they're done. They're in free fall, and, you know, they spent a lot of money this year, but it really started from day one when they got their input in Craig, and um, he, he just – that just didn't work and they had to get rid of him and then they bought in Ian Clark. And if everyone remembers Ian Clark, he was outstanding for the Kings. Well, that didn't work. So now they're sitting third last on the ladder and there's going to be questions asked. CJ Bruton's coaching career is being asked. Big shake-up going over for the 36ers in the off-season, no question.
1: What about this unsavoury story that happened down in Wollongong the other night, Brad, mm. with the young um, yeah. Harry Froling? How's he going?
4: Yeah, look, so to give you an example, like Harry, and, Harry played for Illawarra last year. His brother Sam plays for them this year. So I was down there, called the game the other night. Um, you know, pretty good game. Uh, Brisbane won. Harry actually played well. Well, the story goes that he was out late at night. Something happened. One punch victim hit the ground, went to hospital, checked himself out in the morning, flew back to Brisbane, then went to the doctors and realised now, this is what my understanding is, bleeding on the brain, and some blood coming from the ears, so oh God. a bad situation. He He's obviously done for the season. The only information I've got is he's in hospital. Uh, no more further updates, and it's still, from what I understand, okay, but yeah, not great. Terrible, terrible.
0: Oh yeah, that's awful. Uh, I see that Larry Kestelman's looking to ensure there's some more, well, NBL team v. NBA team games as well
4: you got to. It's great. I mean, look at it this year. Adelaide 36ers went over and did an outstanding job against that and beat the Phoenix Suns. So, and it's good for our league. It gives us exposure. You see what's going on with it. So, please, God, that keeps going because it should.
2: Did you see Ben Simmons the other day, buddy, get booed in Philly?
4: Oh, well, mate, that guy, that guy could never go back to Philly again. <laughs> I mean, that's unbelievable. He's just getting smashed, isn't he? But I actually think he's starting to play. How's he playing? yeah he's playing better he's the the problem he's got at the moment is he's just not scoring and when you're on what twenty five, thirty million, 30 million or 40 million or 50 whatever he's on um you know the, the the fact is is how can you be paid that much money and not be putting the ball in the hole and that's pretty much what it's doing but Offensively, uh, he's struggling, but his D's good. His rebounding's good. So once he gets back to that Ben Simmons, where he goes hard at the hole and finishes strong, we'll see the best of him. But mm. yeah, man, I tell you what, you wouldn't want to be travelling with him, would you? It'd just be a circus.
1: Brad, what's the likelihood of it happening? Bronny James coming over here and playing in our competition next year? <laughs> I,
4: I mean, you can probably hear it in my voice. I say it with a laugh, and you go, "Come on, really." Well, if anyone can make it happen, it's Larry Kilsman and the NBL, right? These guys, everything is up for grabs. And you would say, yes, there's a chance teams have been coming over here. We had at the Sydney Kings game last week, I think there was something like 10 NBA scouts They were watching Rayan from New Zealand because he's predicted to go top 20. So it's not like you can't play here. You'd get the exposure, get a bit of money, be overseas and play professional. But I have to be honest, it's a, it's, a, it's a stretch. But, man, how good would that be? And then what's his father's name? That's right, LeBron. Yeah, he might come over and pay a visit as well. <laughs>
1: well, the thing, you just mentioned a couple of things. He doesn't need the exposure and he doesn't need the money. He's got those bases covered. So
4: Yeah, yeah. That's, well, exposure, you're right, exactly. So it's just a matter of what's best for me, what's going to get it done. But let's be honest, mate, you can do nothing and you'll go into the NBA. So it really doesn't matter what he
0: does. Steph Curry, I saw, was ejected yesterday as Golden State beat Memphis. What did he do? Threw threw his mouth guard or something? Ridiculous. Um, uh, Ridiculous. uh, Ridiculous? What, what, just over over the top from the...
4: Way
3: over
0: the top. I
4: mean, Steph Curry, come on. You know, I'm not saying that he deserves special treatment, but I don't know, it just seems to have gone ridiculous, some of the things that are going on in the NBA. And, you know, technically, yes, it's correct, but, wow, I mean, you know, this guy is... Is the so relaxed, the pedigree that he comes with. Sometimes you just got to say, hang on a sec, that's Steph Curry. You know, he hasn't got a bad bone in his body. That was just a ridiculous um, throw out and something that the league needs to look at.
0: We're virtually 50 games through the season now, and the Warriors, the defending NBA champions, they're 24-24, Brad. Mm-hmm. I know they won yesterday against Memphis, but, but what's doing? Again, the regular season, it just looks like some of these teams just, it's just get through it, get to the playoffs, and then we'll turn it on. And it looks like maybe the Warriors Completely. are one of them
4: completely agree. The problem you've got now these days is unless you finish in the top four and get that home court advantage, you really struggle. And then there's the play-ins and things to go with it as well. So I agree with you. Some of these, pre, these pre-games these if you call it, it's just a joke. And then you've got players that are sign-line loaded minutes and all, of these, all these things that go with it. And it actually takes a bit of gloss off an 82-game season. So you just sort of wait to get there. But the Warriors, yeah, they're struggling and they're just... Something's missing from what they got last year and to me I think it's a bit of that clout where they were like last year they're like hang on we're still the Warriors we don't need Kevin Durant and our team to win it because that's when they last won it let's go out and get this done Clay came back from injury Steph's got back and said yeah I'm still the man they've seemed to lost that mojo so I don't know where they find it unless they start to do some trades and get some young legs in there that can get it done for them
0: Okay, so a big weekend for you, Brad. Jack jumpers tonight, East Melbourne on Sunday. You have a good one. Go, those kings.
1: Get into totally workwear. right on here for back to work sales. We stock the best brands like King G, Hardjacket, FXD, and Steel Blue. Check out the FXD special. Spend three hundred dollars and receive a free FXD sweat towel. Does your business workwear branding need a freshen up? Darren and the team will get you sorted. Open until 7pm every weekday. Totally workwear at Rydalmere. 279 Victoria Road, opposite Bunnings and Maccas. Back to work sales,
0: now on. 1353.53 is the number. Now, we we'll are talking earlier about uh, this bloke who just walked onto a basketball court in the middle of a college game over there in the US, delivering Uber Eats. And I think this is the story, uh, Greek from Goldman's text in laws. I think this might have been the story you were referring to earlier. About a month ago at Mandura Greyhounds in WA, an Uber driver drove onto and around the dog track and followed the tractor around the track as it was being groomed between races. That and must uh, have been the one. I thought it was a, a golf course, but no, I think that is correct. Yeah, I'm just looking at the vision here. So there he is, just on the Greyhound <laughs> track, just going for a cruise. He just didn't realise. Well, he's got to get his job done, doesn't he? You've got to
1: deliver food. People want to eat and they've ordered it and they've paid good money. Mm. Mm.
2: Only going to where the GPS is taking him, isn't it? Exactly right. (laughs) Just went for the shortcut instead. What would you be thinking once you got on that track? You'd
1: be thinking, (laughs) I don't know whether this is the right path. I might have taken a wrong turn somewhere. Mm.
2: Maybe re putting the address,
0: (laughs) I reckon. But then to continue, like
2: at some point are you thinking, Maybe I need to get off this? (laughs) No? (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I can't help you out. Yeah. But How many laps well, you reckon you did?
1: I think you got pulled up. You got didn't pulled get up a got halfway him. through the lap, and, and then it was like, mate, what are you doing? <laughs> Where are
0: you headed?
2: <laughs>
1: well, tough to, you, to do a as well, I'd imagine, <laughs> on the
0: track. To you, one of the things out. that oh, it got me but during the uh, our break, did you see? I think it was, oh, not maybe it wasn't Warrnambool, but it was at a track down south. Uh, they couldn't move the barriers. The tractor broke down, so the horses. It was a staying race. The mm. horses come around to the final turn, and the barriers were still there, still in the cor- still on the track. Well, they, the jockeys, you know, had to pull the horses up and go wide. There was a little bit of uh, grass over near the the near so fence. Did the- so oh, it was declared a declared no race. The, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, it was declared a yeah, no yeah. race. But yeah, the tractor broke down, couldn't move the barriers. Well, that's what ha- can happen yeah. oh, I was just thinking, imagine you just you own well, a Where was horse. the manpower? Well, <laughs> I think
3: pushing they, they the tried to get, I
0: think, a backup tractor there, but yeah. they couldn't get it all sorted in time. So <laughs> I just thought, imagine you own one of those horses. There you are. Got a horse at the races. You pay. You know, you paid you've travelled from the other side traveled. of Australia. Oh, jeez, you're like. <laughs> You're kidding, are
1: you? Another another story in the oh,
3: book of owning horses. I know that would be uh, Chris. Morning, guys. Just two questions Clarky, on cricket. The first one, I'm looking at the uh, itinerary for the Big Bash final on the fourth uh, of next month, February. Yep. Um, and the first test in Nagpur starts on the ninth. Yep. So. They expect people like, say, Steve Smith and Lyons, if, he's, if they play in the final, which they probably will, to um, well, jump on a plane on the 5th of February and play a test match four days later in India. No, the plan is for those boys, the guys
2: selected on the tour, I think they're available to play these the, the coming Saturday games, game. the Saturday game, yeah. and then they fly out hmm. with the squad. So I think they've just been allowed to not go into camp right now with the Australian team and play in these these qualifiers. Um, but no, they'll be flying out together as a group on Saturday. So Smith won't play the final? Smith won't be playing the final if the okay. Sixers make it.
3: Okay, and my second question is when you 're talking about like this really enticing juicy sort of you know cricket schedule ahead i 'm looking so forward to both the ashes and this series yeah, in I India, agree. but the i c c World Final yep. is a fantastic concept that game, the first one between New Zealand and India, was a phenomenal game of yeah. cricket, yep. uh, and I reckon that that is up there with the other two in terms of the spotlight on Australia. If it's anything like the first final, that's going to be a fantastic game as well. And I don't think that's any... I think that's just as enticing or even more enticing than maybe the, uh, the other two series.
2: Yeah, well, I think for Australia, like I said, they've got some, some unbelievable cricket in front of them. They're, they're going to be tested, there's no, there's no doubt, but it's a great opportunity. So, <clears throat> excuse me, yeah, they'd want to be playing in that Test Championship final. Uh, they'll want to be winning that, like they'll want to be finding a way to win in India and win in England. So, as a as a cricket lover, the, the next six months is is going to be unreal. We're going to get to see some uh, some great cricket, against, you know, the best teams in the world, really. We, we just spoke about Ben Stokes as captain of the Test Team of the Year and the way England have been playing and their attitude, what an Ashes series that's going to be. Um, and India, well, they're always tough to beat in their own backyard. They've got an awesome squad, uh, two very exper- experienced spinners. I saw Ravi Jadeja had his first game back. Uh, yesterday or day before. I think he picked up seven wickets as well in their first-class competition. So he'll be back for India. Ashwin will be there as well. Um, Virat Kohli's back in form. Rohit Sharma captaining. It's just, it, it's what you want to watch. This is what, what we've been waiting yeah, for and needed. I, I reckon I, Test cricket needs I,
1: it. I can't wait for the Indian series, but there's something in the back of my head that just tells me that the better series will be the Ashes. Ashes, and one of the things I'm excited about with the Ashes is we get to face Jofra Archer. Hopefully, yeah. Well, he's and back, see he's back, how Joffre's good we line. are.
2: I think he's played a couple of T20s now, Jofra. Yeah. In his first game back, mm. I think he picked up. It was like three for ten or three for fifteen. So everyone was like, "Something he's about right, great. Yeah. Well, fast. No, he's not
1: great at the moment, but I mean, very, talented, very fast. Yeah." Bowling, I love fast bowling.
2: Well, the other thing as well, you're going to see, you're going to get, we're going to go to India and be facing spin majority of the time, playing in really tough conditions to face spin bowling. So the quicks mightn't have anywhere as much impact. They'll play a part. You have got brand new ball where it swings a little bit. You got reverse swing, but really the spinners will be the ones that, certainly India's spinners will be the ones if they're beating Australia, they'll be dominating the Australian batters. Then you go to England. Yes, spin still plays a little part, but now we've got swing. Now we've got seam. Now we've got the quick. So um, that's what I say. The the next six months, you're going to need a full squad of players at their absolute best if we're going to be winning.